You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. New week of baseball games means a new episode of BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and with me, as always, the one and only. You've heard him on BetMGM tonight and all over the country, Ryan Horvath. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Another great weekend of baseball. The weather finally starting to warm up. We got the NBA playoffs, the NFL draft, so I'm super busy for the show, but... uh. A great weekend of baseball. Some of my teams starting to come alive. My team continues to suck, even though they had a performance where they scored 21 runs. Just an embarrassment when you lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's just no excuses for it, Cody. But other than that, I'm doing great on this fine Monday morning. And we got a lot of things to cover today. We're going to take you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of last weekend. We're going to take you through the bets and lines for the series. And, of course, Monday evening games, which, by the way, as we are recording on Monday morning, you're going to want to listen to this, download, like, share, and subscribe, and get all these bets in as quick as you possibly can. Because i got to say this, Ryan, I don't want to brag, but our producer, Super Mario, uh, has been witnessing this. To say that I've been on a tear... Yeah. Is an understatement. I missed two bets yesterday. Just two. Just two. And one of them was that Cubs-Pirates game, of which I was right about everything. I knew for a fact after that 21-run barrage, I saw the line shift like crazy the next day, and I immediately... I was hosting down the line uh, with Cody Decker over on uh, 670 The Score yesterday, and I was just like, do not be fooled. Do not allow yourself to be fooled. Do not take the over in this game. There is no way the over is coming in in this game. There's no way we're passing 10 runs because they set the line at 10 yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I was on, dude, I was on the under two with Steele on the mound. And I, I, I was actually a little nervous. Um, way too much scoring early on in that game. But uh, the under does come in. And then we had a good Friday, actually, on the last show. Nick Castellanos over one and a half total mm-hmm. bags. That was easy money. Another terrible weekend, though, for my Phillies. But, uh, some good came out of it. I know we'll get to that. But, yeah, you have been on a tear. So Yeah, not to mention that. Oh, But on top of that, not only that, also what we also want to talk about, you just mentioned that Cassianos prop. There are yeah. some more props I do think we need to look at because we also did Bet for the Cycle on the BetQL Network on Saturday, and our producer, Super Mario, was all over the Seiya Suzuki two-hit prop. Boy, oh, boy, did that cash in the second inning. And yeah. uh, if you were a Cubs fan on Saturday, you probably cashed in quite a bit. But if you were a Cubs fan on Friday... Or Sunday, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. No, it's embarrassing. And you know what? I, I knew you know what I was getting myself into this year. I said, as I uh, did end up purchasing the Marquee Network, because obviously I live out of state. And so I told myself, I was like, well, ah, oh, man, I already got the package, but I, am I going to get the home broadcast? And I ended up doing it. And uh, here's the disappointing thing. So I knew what I was getting myself into. And it's actually been a decent start to the season. I mean, at one point, they led Major League Baseball in batting average. Suzuki's been great. So he's been the bright spot for this team. Hendricks was solid in his last start. You know, it's going to be probably another up-and-down season for him. Um, Wouldn't hate seeing him get moved just because I'd like to see him be happy elsewhere. Contreras is probably going to get moved, especially because he never shows up in the clutch. But, you know, everybody's ragging on Yankees fans, and rightfully so, because... They're insane. You can't be throwing and tossing stuff on the field. But I will say this. 
at least, man, they care because is the Cubs, the Ricketts family. It's just, it's, it's so annoying that you're a big market like Chicago. You look at this offseason, you sign Marcus Stroman. We were all hoping for a big offseason pickup like Carlos Correa, but it's just like fans are always going to go to the ballpark. I, for one, am boy, boycotting Wrigley Field. They keep adding and adding and adding to that ballpark, pumping in more money. And if that's the product that they're going to put on the field where you can't knock off the Pittsburgh Pirates, you drop two games to the Pirates, a team that's going to finish dead last. I wouldn't say finish dead last in the NS Central, but I think the Reds are the worst team in all of Major League Baseball. It's just embarrassing. So, Which, which is incredible, by the way. Up, put up with it every year, though. Like, there was no need to go full rebuild, in, in my opinion, especially if you could add a guy like Suzuki. You could add some pitching. I just I didn't see blowing the whole thing up. Traded Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. Like last night, I'm watching Kyle Schwarber, and that's the guy that I fell in love with right there, arguing that call at the end of the game. So for me, it's just frustrating. And then I see all my buddies, my family members back home still pumping money into Wrigley. Every year they raise the prices. It's $14 for a Miller Lite right now, Cody. $14 for a beer. And, you know, my buddies are still pumping money to watch that product. I, for one, would be watching the games from home until they put out a real team on that field. Well, it's funny you say that's that. That's my meatball speech of the day. Sorry. I mean, that's not the only team where the fans are borderline boycotting the team. I mean, look over at Oakland right now. I mean, their AAA team in Vegas is outdrawing the Oakland Athletics, a major league franchise, uh, yeah. four times the amount of, of fans. Like, that's, that's about as bad as it gets. And by the way, Oakland... Not playing bad, by the way. I also, I told people yesterday to take them, and you should have, and they won again. I mean, this is, they're, they're a surprisingly just good organization. I, I don't want to say a good Major League Baseball team, because I'm going to actually say this, even though they are winning right now, they are not a good Major League Baseball team. They are a good franchise in which they are good at developing their players, but when it comes to winning at the big league level, yeah, they're winning right now. It's April, early on in the season. At the end of the day in October, the A's are always knocked out first, period, and that's if they make the playoffs. So I get the frustration of every A's fan. I get why they're even more frustrated with the news of them trying to move to Las Vegas, and I don't even blame the A's for trying to move to Las Vegas. I mean, look throughout other sports. You go from one city that's not doing well to another city that's booming. Take a take a city, take a team like the San Diego Chargers uh, in the NFL. Is San Diego a bad city? No, it's one of the best cities in the United States. But we can't sit here and deny that their IP of the Chargers didn't double by moving 100 miles north to Los Angeles. It's just the fact. Do I like it? No, I'm a Raider fan, and I, I grew up despising the Chargers, and I hate that they're in my city now, and no one in Los Angeles likes them or gives them the time of day. But the franchise is more profitable, and that's, you know, the ugly side of the sports, where as fans, we want this game to be, you know, we still like this purity of the game. We still have nostalgic bones in our bodies as sports fans. And seeing the A's happen, seeing what's happening in Oakland, honestly, is disheartening. And we're going to get into a little bit of that right now with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's talk about the teams that are good, high on our good list. And listen, I'm cheating with my pick. It might be the same pick as you. But honestly, in my eyes, there's only like three teams you can really pick for the good right now. Because there's, yeah. there's a lot of good, but there's three teams that are kind of head and shoulders above everybody else. And I'll start with the obvious one. God, the Dodgers are good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, are the Dodgers good. How good are the Dodgers? This series against the Padres, and by the way, this was not a bad series. I know the Dodgers won 10-2 on Sunday. This was in no way a bad series. The Padres played their asses hard. It was a good series. I loved every second of it. Yesterday, obviously, not as competitive as the previous two games, but... The Dodgers, yeah, I know they're five to one to win the World Series. I know there's not a lot of value on it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put some money and sprinkle a little bit on the Dodgers five to one. Dude, I wish I would have played Kershaw, Cy Young before the season even started. <laughs> I was worried. That was actually my concern with this team. Is I was like, okay, well, Walker Bueller, you know, anything you get out of Kershaw will be a plus, right? He's getting a little bit older. He's got the bum back, and now he looks better than ever. That lineup you saw, I bet against them yesterday. So I was on the Padres Saturday night, which ended up working out, right? But By like, the yeah. way, I don't hate that bet because they had Mania on the mound Mania. facing Kershaw. And Kershaw, you know, like like we said, Kershaw off to a blazing start. But you have to assume like it's going to come to an end at some point. But yeah, it's not slowing I, down. I, I, I thought against Mania it was a little mispriced, right? Like I was getting 2-1. to one, I was getting really good odds. It was plus 145. I feel like it, that's where it closed for the Padres. So I, I took a shot on Sunday on getaway day. But man, this team... I know, like you just said, 5-1 to one to win the World Series. I played it. That lineup, I mean, you saw it yesterday. They're capable of scoring 9-10 runs every single day. So they're scary right now. I actually have a different uh, – I'm going to go – so another um, – I guess it's not a homer pick because I can't stand the team, but they were my World Series pick. And it was a slow start to the season, especially with the bats. They still can't score runs. They were finally on Sunday Night Baseball last night, which ended up being an entertaining game, as we'll talk about uh, with the Kyle Schwarber stuff. But – the Brewers, man, six of their last seven they've won, and now they're atop the NL Central once again, 10-6. and six. You know, the offense has really struggled against lefties, uh, but the pitching has been dominant, and you saw that again last night. They just keep adding better arms. Eric Lauer last night, 13 strikeouts on national TV. He looked Freddie incredible. Freddie struggled, man. Yeah, Lauer looks great right now, and looks like they're going to end up winning that trade. And, you know, I had some buddies that were really upset about that trade because um, you give up. Zach Davies, I think you end up winning that one, right? Uh, Trent Grisham, who's... It was the Trent Grisham part that I thought was the tough pill to swallow because he's been great in San Diego. Same, yeah. And he's off to, like, he's starting to pick it up a little bit. He got off to a slow start in the leadoff spot, but he's sitting like 201 or something now. I think he'll be just fine, Grisham will. But, man, with that pitching staff, I think the Brewers are coming around. My only concern is the Cardinals in the NL Central because they're scoring a bunch of runs. Nolan Aronado's awesome. Paul Goldschmidt had a nice little weekend. But a good weekend for the Brewers. Nice win on national TV against the Phillies. I feel a little bit better about my bet. Really, a lot better about my NL Central bet than my World Series bet because the Dodgers are so dominant in the National League. But a nice weekend for the Brewers against the Phillies, who continue Brewers, to struggle. Yeah, Brewers look pretty good. I, I went ahead and told people to take them on the money line yesterday because you were getting plus money on the Brewers yesterday, which I was a little surprised about. Like you mentioned, before yesterday, winning five of their last six, they've been pitching decently, and their bats are starting to pick up. And I know the numbers on the offensive side are still very, very down on the Brewers' side. But there is one player I think we all need to pay attention to, and that's the former MVP, Christian Yelich. Because right now, despite him hitting around the Mendoza line, and I know that looks bad on paper, his advanced metrics show that he has the highest hard contact rate currently in Major League Baseball. What does that actually mean? Christian Yelich, so far, the first two and a half weeks of the season, is the unluckiest man in baseball. So I'd yeah. really watch out for Christian Yelich to break out of it. And not to mention, on Friday, I think I mentioned to you, another guy who I think has been swinging the bat pretty good, and he showed it yesterday, Cody Bellinger. I'd watch out for him as well. These are yeah. two guys that I think are going to be serious comeback player of the year uh, award nominees. 
And I love to see it, man. Same thing, like, I think Garrett Cole, we talked about this, you know, and I know that some people were really overreacting to the Garrett Cole stuff, but these guys are going to be just fine. But, you know, Garrett Cole, that's just a short sample size. But with Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, you know, a lot of people thought that those guys were finished. Christian Yelich was never going to have another 30 home run season. And I don't know if that's going to be the case, but he looks good right now. Bellinger looks really good, and that's great to see. But it's also really scary to see, especially with that Dodgers lineup, man, because, I mean, their biggest issue – the Dodgers is who you're going to keep out of that lineup every day. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they just have so many guys, um, but both of those guys look really good. And I agree. They could both be up for comeback player of the year this season. And I'm not going to add another team to the good, but I think it's obvious that they do need a mention because they have the best record in major league baseball and they just beat the living hell out of everybody that keeps coming into town or going to town. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Mets, Whew! they are yeah. good. They're good. They're real. I'm finally saying it. I know it's April. I know it's two and a half weeks in. I know it's way too early to call it, but keep in mind, this is a team that does not have Jacob deGrom at the moment. They have Tyler McGill going, and Tyler McGill looks like Jacob deGrom right now. Um, dude, I like the Mets, man. I, I really, really like that ticket for them to win the uh, NL East now. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking like... I actually am starting to understand Mets fans because Mets fans feel like this all year long, every single year, whether the team is good or bad. But this is the first time that I'm like, no, they're good. They're legit. Yeah, yeah. even last year, like, I felt like they were Fugazi. They had, like, the two-game, three-game lead in the division, and, you know, then DeGrom ends up going down, and they completely fall apart. But this year, the reason I like them is because of what they're doing offensively. Fourth in Major League Baseball and team batting average. They're hitting 256 as a team. Lindor has 18 hits already. Pete Alonso has 16 base knocks already. And the pitching staff, living up to the hype. Scherzer's been great. So I really like this Mets team. It sucks to say because... I went with the Phillies 3-1 to to win the division, and it was another disastrous uh, weekend for them. They don't look good right now. It's early in the year, man, but the Mets look like the real deal. But that's not all. You, you, met, you mentioned the pitching staff. How about Carlos Carrasco this weekend? He looked like he looked like 25-year-old Carlos Carrasco. I, I, I haven't seen that guy in like five years. That was... Watch out for the Mets, man. Well, let's switch it over to the bad, and we already kind of touched on it, and I'm going to choose them as my bad. They're probably your bad, too, so let's go ahead and start with your bad because I think we have the same team. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, you know what? We talked off the air before the pod, and I know we're going to probably pick the same team here because I have them winning the AL Central, and I laid a huge price with it. And I'm a little nervous, man, and uh, it was another disastrous weekend for Tony Larusa. You saw yesterday... Uh, but I'm more concerned with the White Sox. I'm just more concerned. We're going with the Chicago White Sox here. It was between them and the Cincinnati Reds, but we knew the Reds were going to be a disaster coming into this season. And they finally snapped that 11-game losing streak. So I'm going to pump the brakes. And it's just great fading them every single day. It's easy money in your pockets. Let's go with the White Sox. I took a minus 200 to win the division. I'm nervous, man. The Twins... A little bit better than I expected. Uh, the Tigers need to pick it up, but with the White Sox, it's the injuries that concern me. What about you? They are my bad this week. And this is the team, by the way, that I picked to win, win the AL, not just the AL Central, to win the AL. Um, this is a team I really expect to do very well this year, and I still expect them to do well. Like you mentioned, a lot of injuries. And it, it's, it's been 
it, you know, I, I know injuries is happening everywhere in baseball, but we can't sit here and pretend that the White Sox don't have it worse than everybody else. They do. They started the year with Joe Kelly on the on the IL, with Lance Lynn on the IL. Tim Anderson's been down a couple of times. He's going to be suspended a game as well. On top of yeah. that, you had Lucas Giolito having to come out of the fifth in the first game of the season, although Lucas Giolito made his start yesterday and looked pretty damn good. Which made me very, very happy to this point. What, has he only given up one run so far in his two starts? He is my pick for futures, uh, my futures on the AL Cy Young. So really take a look at that ticket. Last I checked on the BetMGM app, I got him at, uh, uh, I think, 10 to 1 last I checked. I don't know where it is today, but he was 10 to 1. I actually got it up. I have it up right now, actually. He's 18 to 1 right now. So you're getting a good price. And and here's the thing, man. I was actually going to bring this up really quick with the White Sox. That's probably the worst weekend they're going to have all season. No question. Well, the injuries because of the LaRusa nonsense. He's getting crushed by the local media. But, um, you know, if you are searching around, and right now, I mean, I'm in Maryland right now, or in D.C., I should say, and the White Sox are still minus 200. But I know at BetMGM, like state to state, Look at look at some prices if they continue to struggle because I think they will be just fine, especially in that division. I think the Twins will go away. The Guardians are the team that concerned me, and they have Bieber on the mound today, man. But the White Sox, if you could get them minus 190, minus 180, I know that's still a huge price, but, again, they were minus 200 to win the division. If they struggle a little bit to start the season, I do think they'll be just fine. But I needed to hear you say that after this weekend because, you know, back home, a bunch of my buddies, Chicago fans, obviously texted me, LaRusa needs to go, he needs to go. <laughs> They all wanted A.J. Hinch. I mean, that was bad yesterday. That was a terrible decision um, with Buxton at the plate. But still, I think they'll be just fine, man. But it, it is a crappy way to start the season. What are they, 6-9? and nine? Yeah, but keep in mind, I get it wasn't the best decision to go ahead and pitch to Buxton, but at the time, he was 0 for 3. I think they were feeling pretty good about his day that he was having, and then, of course, he goes ahead and changes his 0 for 3 bad day into the greatest day of a 2 for 5 with two homers, and what, 6 RBIs or 5 RBIs? Um, Listen, it's painful, but at the end of the day, that's it. one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of decisions. If Buxton grounds out right there, LaRusse is a genius. You know, it's one of those things. Like, listen, I've been fairly hard on Tony LaRusse this last year and a half. I truly yeah. have. That's one of those things that's just baseball. I, and I know why Chicago fans are immediately going like, well, this is LaRusse's fault. Should have made that decision. Dude, that's baseball. Like, Joe Madden last week just walked in a runner with bases loaded, and they ended up winning the game by two. This game is nuts, and this season is absolutely crazy. So I, I'm I'm not all over Tony La Russa, but I do understand the wanting of A.J. Hinch as your manager, especially because knowing that Tony La Russa is most likely going to retire either after this or next year again for the 18th time, and A.J. Hinch will be in Detroit probably for the next 25 years, which is not going to be good for play, fans of the South Side. Right, exactly. It's like, who's the next guy then? But yeah, um, you, you got anything else for that or you want to move on to the ugly? Let's go and move on to the ugly and I'll start it. Um, yeah. How it's written in our rundown, the ugly is not necessarily about a team playing good or playing bad. It says, an embarrassing weekend for player or team. You can't sit here and deny that this wasn't one of the more embarrassing weekends in the Bronx for the Yankees, and it has nothing to do with how they played on the field. They actually played great. Um, nice walk-off win on Saturday. In fact, we were watching it live and reporting on it live on Bet for the Cycle on Saturday when the nonsense really took place, and that's when the two-out RBI double off the wall where Stephen Kwan goes into the wall hard and all of a sudden the fans are getting on him for getting hurt. Center fielder runs over, defends his teammate. Got ugly. Next batter, walk-off uh, RBI single, and here was the worst part. It wasn't that things started happening. It was 
before they even could cut back to Glaber Torres, who I believe hit the walk-off, correct? Um, yeah. You already saw bottles landing on the right and center fielder. Um, yeah. It was just embarrassing. And here's the thing. We have cameras. If you throw things on the field, um, you are banned from baseball for life. Good. They need to ban that entire right field section. Aaron Judge came out there to have the Thomas fans down. Rizzo had to run out there. Umpires are getting hit with, with debris. Dude, this was as ugly as it gets. And I'm shocked that people weren't arrested all over the place. Yeah, man. And I'm watching that at home with my Brizzo shirt. Like, if Anthony Rizzo gets hit with a bottle, I'm throwing fists. And here's the other thing I'll say about that. Like, how did you fall in love with the game? By going to the ballpark as a kid. I'd get there early for, for batting practice, which you really can't do anymore. And I would stay after the game. You'd hope to have some guys sign some autographs. And it would be my dad taking me when I was six, seven years old. Now I have an eight-year-old son. And it's like, you think about that. You know, you're already spending so much money to go to the ballpark. You don't want a bunch of idiot fans there. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. come on. And, and, and you're going to get somebody injured. Like, who acts like that? We're seeing that more and more. Like, if you're watching the NBA playoffs, what is with all these protests? These people running on the floor, throwing stuff on the court. It's just, it's insane, man. And it's it's a shame because that's not the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, uh, at, least, I, at least the protest thing, they were at least protesting for something. I don't agree with it, but at least there was something behind it. This was just fans in New York being pricks. Right, exactly. Like, what are you doing? Like, exactly. It, it, it's it's insane. That being said, I really loved the uh, security guard that 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 tackled the uh, the protester. Like, on it. Like, on it. Dude, he had to have been just like eyeballs on her the entire time. He was Inc ready to go. Incredible. Uh, hire that guy for everything. That guy. I want to hire that guy to to bounce at my my house parties. Yes, I want that guy at free safety for my team, especially since they can't. <laughs> what do you got? You got any other uglies? Yeah, so what, really quickly, I'm going to stay away from uh, a team. I'm going to stay away from a player, actually. I'm going to change the rules a little bit for my ugly, and I'm going to go with uh, the umps because I don't know if you know this, Cody. I'm actually anti-robot. I saw the movie iRobot. It scared the hell out of me. I also i am a big fan of Black Mirror. I don't know if you ever saw the episode with the robo-dog. Like, mm -hmm. now those things actually exist. I don't want robots taking over the world. I know it doesn't end well for, for people like you or I, um, but, man, Angel Hernandez, terrible last night. What the hell was he looking at the entire night? Both sides. And then shout out to my guy, Kyle Schwarber. He's done this before. Slams his bat down. And he argued for both sides. He was like, all night, both sides. Absolutely terrible. And the best part is if you look in the dugout, you could see Craig Council has a grin on his face. Christian Yelich had a smile on his face. Kyle Schwarber took one for all of Major League Baseball last night, man. Like, I don't like to call for people's jobs, but Angel Hernandez is terrible. And I, I struggle to watch games where he's the home home plate umpire. How does he how does he have a job? Explain it to me. He's I, awful. I can't, I can't explain it to you. I don't understand. I, I at this point we're at a point where it's it's just embarrassing. He was at eighty five percent yesterday. Eighty five percent for an umpire. That is an F minus minus minus. That's not that's not even close to good. I mean, you know what's considered a bad game for an umpire? Anything below 92%, anything below 93%. He was at 85%. He called one pitch on Segura six and a half inches inside. Yeah. It's not, that's three baseballs. Yeah. That's, yeah. like, you cannot be this bad at your job. How? How can you be that bad at your job and keep your job? Right. It was bad. Right. Like, like, Cody, like, you go out there, you go 0 for 35, 
you're probably going back down. Like if a manager of Tony La Russa continues to give up walk-off, you know, grand slams and make the wrong decision, he's not going to be around very long. But yet Angel Hernandez, I feel like this has been going on my entire life. Like I feel like I was complaining about this crap when I was 10, 11 years old. And like you said, like he's bad. You know, he's really bad. I don't think it's overblown. But last night, worse than ever. That was the worst ever. That made it was tough to watch. Isn't there another umpire that looks a lot like Angel Hernandez? And this is my favorite. Isn't it Kuzi? Kuzi like looks a little bit like Angel. So when like Kuzi makes a bad call, Angel Hernandez's name always trends. That's how bad of an umpire Angel is. That when another umpire makes a bad call, Angel's name trends on Twitter nationally. Bro, like honestly, do you remember any umpire growing up? Like I, I I remember one umpire's name, and it was only because he was from my hometown, and he like wrote a column in my hometown Herald News, Joliet, Illinois newspaper, and th and that was it. And then I remembered one NBA official's name, and it was Hugh Hollins because he called this terrible foul on Scottie Pippen growing up that cost the Bulls in the playoffs. You're not supposed to know these guys by name, man, and everybody knows Angel by name. So just a terrible, 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 terrible uh, display last night. I describe this all the time, and I've even put it on Twitter before. If you are an umpire, you should be as noticeable as a chair. I should not yeah. notice you at any point. There's a reason why the umpires are dressed the way they are. It's muted colors so you don't notice them. They're just supposed to be, they're like fire hydrants. You yeah. never know. notice them. We see, you know the guys that want attention though. You see it with their strike, like with the strikeouts and, 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 and you know, it's like the NBA officials. Like I hope to enjoy anything or love anything in life the way that these NBA officials love calling a charge, man. They're so, <laughs> oh, it's like their show, man. Like all eyeballs on them. And that's how the umpires have become, man. Like yeah. when they ring somebody up, some of these guys, I love the viral videos, but yeah, terrible. Well, I don't mind an umpire ringing somebody up and being exciting. I just want them to call the right pitch, the right call. That's it. I mean, right. Right. I mean, it's. I, mean, I, I can't believe where technology is nowadays, how they don't have some sort of augmented reality glasses behind home plate that's showing them the box that can, like, help them at least judge a close call. Maybe you don't have, maybe that's what we're doing. Maybe we don't do a full-on robot umpire. Give Angel Hernandez some augmented, like, Oculus glasses yeah. that shows him a digital strike zone in front of him to help him make a good call because he is incapable on his own. By the way, we have the technology to do this. Why are we yeah. not doing that? Exactly. I'm watching these baseball broadcasts on Apple TV Plus, and they're telling me that, you know, uh, Cody Bellinger has a 35% chance of reaching on a double, but we can't get balls and strikes. And we have about the same amount of chance that Angel Hernandez is going to get the call right. Give him some glasses. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go through our Monday night picks. And, of course, we're going to talk about the rest of the games throughout the week right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL.